espero que nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Balcão da área, vem para Jeremy Schuck, cruzou o Gilberto, que confusão vai ser o primeiro, tirou para dentro! Absolutamente fenomenal da parte de Otamendi. Vai errar, fez o alto para o gol. O Chapelão tirou para dentro. Faltava o gol do Ribatejano. É Benfica, é Benfica, é Benfica. Só nós sentimos isso. Good evening. Welcome to episode 101, shooting our final shot. We are back after a little pause. We were uh, gallivanting across the pond um, and doing things that, you know, make us football fans and Befica fans. Today, I have Bill, Kenny, Oscar, the usual squad here. Gentlemen, how are we? It's been a long time, but here we are. Yeah, yeah glad, glad to be back with you guys. Yeah, we got a lot to cover. Um, we have Benfica 1, Liverpool 3, the match that we all attended. Uh, the result wasn't what we would have liked, but maybe in some ways the result that we would have expected. I know Bill nailed it on the head. Um, that was his prediction. He got it right. Uh, Benfica 3-1 to one against Besad this weekend. They finally showed up with more than nine players, which was a positive, um, but the result wasn't favorable for them either <laughs> this time around. We'll talk about Roger Schmidt, uh, rumored to be the next manager for Benfica uh, in the upcoming season, and we'll look ahead to Liverpool-Benfica in uh, two days' time. Um, para a malta que esteja a ver em português, estejam à vontade de deixar os vossos comentários, as vossas opiniões uh, na caixa de comentários. Hoje temos o nosso podcast em inglês, amanhã teremos o podcast em português a partir das 21 horas, hora de Lisboa, uh, com um painel diferente, por isso estão à vontade de participar aqui no nosso cantinho. Uh, todos nós uh, percebemos uh, português, por isso deixem as vossas questões e as vossas opiniões no, na caixa de comentários e nós iremos uh, falar sobre elas, um, mas estejam à vontade de participar aqui no nosso cantinho e desde já amanhã, 21 horas, hora de Lisboa, podem participar no nosso cantinho, uh, versão portuguesa uh, aqui do nosso podcast. Uh, before we get started... Uh, If you're watching us live, uh, give us a like, give us a share, um, see if we can get a few more people in here during the live. Um, also, uh, a little target here for us. We currently are sitting at 495 Instagram followers. So if you have an Instagram account, head on over to Instagram, open the app, look up Ucantinho Benfiquista, give us a follow, see if we can hit 500 before this episode ends. 
And on Twitter, we are at 796. We need four to hit 800. Let's see if we can get four likes or follows on, on Twitter. Uh, on our account again check us out ukentinue mefikista or it's actually ukentinue1904 because the twitter handle is too long um, but you'll find us give us a follow uh, see if we can hit 800 and on youtube we're at 367 we're climbing slowly uh, but the goal is if we can hit 400 by the end of this month but do your part if you have a youtube account even if you don't use it head on over hit a, a subscribe button uh, once we hit a certain threshold it gives us different features and functionality to be able to use on YouTube, um, like monetization and things of that nature. So um, every subscription that we can get is helpful. Um, and I also wanted to start off with uh, a little bit of marketing, I guess, right? I mean, perfectly. Kenny's got the black. Oscar's got the white. We didn't plan it. It just happened to be that way. I didn't get the uh, memo, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to uh, purchase one of our Continue Benfiquista t-shirts, uh, the money goes to help pay for uh, future uh, projects that we may look into, uh, fundraisers, charity uh, money that we've uh, given, um, helps us pay for expenses for hosting the platform, for being able to do the podcast. So uh, we're not going to get rich off of it, but uh, if you're interested in, in uh, purchasing one of our t-shirts, uh, here's a picture of the front, like Kenny and Oscar are wearing. Here's a picture of the back. Um, let us know. Send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I don't know if you can message on YouTube, uh, but you can leave us a comment here as well during the live. Uh, we'd be glad to help you. So getting started here. Benfica 1, Liverpool 3. Uh, a game, like I said, that we all attended. Um, a game that Benfica started in a lineup of Lacodimus, Gilberto Otamendi, Vertonghen, Grimaldo, Rafa, Tarat, Weigel, Gonçalo Ramos, Everton, and Darwin Nunez. Um, Kenny, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game? And obviously being in the stadium and watching it is different than watching it on TV, right? So you're not able to kind of pick up on this, the details and positioning as much as if you're watching it on TV. But wanted to get your thoughts, one, on the experience as a whole, um, and then the game. Yeah, no, I thought, <clears throat> I mean, I had a blast, obviously. I think we all did. Who wouldn't, right, being there live and watching the game? I think, you know, personally, just getting to meet all the guys that, you know, work on, do the Portuguese podcast, you know, people that we've texted with for a long time now, being able to, you know, put a, you know, just talk to them, interact with them, finally get to meet them. That was fun. Um, the game in general, uh, you know, you're right. I think watching, watching the game there, you don't, I didn't, I didn't get to feel that Liverpool necessarily dominated us and it, it might've come across that way on tv um but you know you there were i thought a, a solid 20 30 minutes where you really felt the stadium shaking you really felt the you know the fans just getting behind the team and directly affecting the play of the, the players on the field i mean for people that say like oh that that covid year with no fans in the stadium doesn't matter I 100% will disagree with that. I mean, you could totally feel the, the just that change um, from, from the fans, from the atmosphere, um, pushing the team along. Unfortunately, I think, personally, I think we, we lost the game due to our mistakes. Um, I thought we could have gotten out of there with a result. Probably, you know, I wouldn't say a tie maybe was the, the best result, but I thought the game was closer than a 3-1 score. Um you know, just dumb mistakes on our part, like cheaply giving balls away that, you know, 
resulted in in them scoring um, and deflating us. Um, it's going to be a tough return leg. I don't know. You know, we, we obviously a 2-1 going into the next leg would have been, I thought, a better – I would have felt better going into it. Um, the two-goal difference is, is a lot to overcome, especially with Liverpool at home. So, but overall, a great experience. You know, it was a short four days, um, but it was it was fun just hanging out with you guys, going there, meeting everyone, being amongst all the fans. Everything kind of went well. You know, you don't you didn't see many um, incidents or anything like that. So, I thought it was a really fun time. I agree. Um, Oscar had to step away. He's going to grab himself some. Uh, food, so he'll be back shortly. Um, Bill, do you share the same sentiment? What was your what's your takeaway in terms of the experience being there and and the game itself? I mean, the experience is second to none. I mean, I've I've been to a Champions League game, but it was like a group stage game. So like the the atmosphere, the build up, like you could tell this was um, different. This is a quarterfinal game against Liverpool. Like it was just, I mean experience second to none um going into the game i think we all expected it was going to be an uphill battle uh but i agree with kenny i think those that 20 30 minutes in the second half Benfica probably should have come away with a, a draw would probably would in my opinion probably would have been a fair result or a 2-1 but the to get that cheap goal at the end um definitely kind of put a dagger in everyone's heart and the stadium was rocking up until that point when Rafika scored their goal right at the start of the second half, that place was going insane. And I think it, it, it definitely fueled the players to push because that those 20 minutes to start that, that second half were, I mean, they were all over Liverpool. I, I, I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be a game where Benfica was going to look to hit on the counterattack for the most part, but those 20 minutes, Benfica controlled possession. They moved the ball. They created chances. They just, we just couldn't find um, a second one. There was um, a questionable PK call. I mean, live from where I was or sitting. Or not-PK call. Or, yeah, I mean, non-PK call. Um, from where I was sitting, it was hard to tell because I was in that corner, so I had Darwin's back to me. So it was hard to tell, like, how much arm Van Dyke actually had on him, if he actually pushed him or if it was a little touch. Watching it back on replays, like – I've seen them given like it could have gone either way. No, you've seen them given in in the Champions League, dude. Ronaldo's gotten a few. Like, there's, I think it it depends, and I I continue to say it, and it happens in Portugal. I think it happens across across the world. Do you think that call gets called if it's on the other side? One hundred percent. I have zero doubt. If it's Mo Salah or Mane going down like that, it's one hundred percent a PK. I I agree. I think. Like it's it's hard to say, but it, it, I I think refs are influenced by the statue of the player that's getting fouled. So if it's a Ronaldo, a Salah, uh, uh, Mama Pe, as, as Oscar likes to say, or a Messi, <laughs> I think the refs will more often than not give them the benefit of the doubt and give them that call. And I think for us, it went against us because we don't have. I mean, as much as we all love Darwin and like he's playing on Blue right now, he's not in that upper echelon of player yet. Um, yet. So he, yeah. I mean, he could, I mean, the way this guy's going, you never know, but uh, he, that call didn't go. So, I mean, it was, it was an unfortunate result. It was a hard one for me to predict three, one, but I'll take the, uh, I'll take the points in our predictor league. So 
before I go to Oscar. I saw Oscar uh, taking notes. I yeah, like I it. Right. He's writing a lot of stuff down. He's taking receipts. It's food order. This is a food order, guys. <laughs> um, before I pass it to Oscar, I just wanted to say quickly, Boa noite. Um abraço ao Gil Franco Silva, a Helena Rock e Red Baron, como sempre. Um abraço a ti, que seja saudades que eu tenho daquele ambiente, daquela atmosfera e festa benfiquista das noites europeias. Por acaso foi uma noite europeia em grande, infelizmente o resultado não foi o que queríamos, mas quem esteve lá dentro, não sei se conseguia perceber do ambiente na televisão, para quem não esteve lá, mas quem esteve lá dentro o ambiente foi incrível, principalmente nos 20 minutos a seguir ao golo do Darwin, foi um, impressionante mesmo. Um, before I pass him, Oscar, Bill and, and Kenny, you guys talk about that fortunate goal, that third goal. I would ask you guys, I think the three goals were goals oh, that yeah. Benfica should not have conceded. The first one, Canote is being marked by Everton on a corner kick. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Considering that Nelson Verissimo was the set piece, um, he was in charge of set pieces when he was Bruno Lage's uh, assistant. And you have Everton marking a center back that's significantly taller than him. And he jumped basically with no issues. Um, the second goal, I'm trying to think, what was the second goal? Tarap uh, that gave it away in the midfield. Oh, the Tarap gave it away yep, yeah. in midfield and they countered. And then the third goal, we could have stopped the play twice, could have fouled, we didn't. And then a stupid deflection. And I know this is going to be controversial, but I think that if you go back and watch the replay, if Odiseas doesn't second-guess himself, he gets to the ball before Luis Diaz does. Um, but I'm just going to leave that in the air. But wanted to get your thoughts, Bill and Kenny. Do you agree that those goals of the three of them are goals that could have 100% been avoided, especially the first and second? I'm not sure if you guys felt the same way before I go to Oscar. No, I, 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 I agree. Yeah. yeah Live, it was... Like we were saying, it's it's hard to kind of judge the game and how it's going live because you get caught up in just the atmosphere and everything. But yeah, I, I think those that the first two goals definitely were the Tarap goal. I can't wrap my head around what he was trying to I do mean, instead of he's tarap, wide open yeah, instead of settling it. He tries to I got I don't know one time and pass then, and yeah, terrible. and then again yeah, he throws his corner. arms up too, like it like someone was supposed to be there. Like it's totally right. on him. Yeah, kind of bullshit. I know, and, and I agree. I think all, all three, definitely two at, at least, were gifts. And and I, I get what you're saying about all these says, but that thing happened so fast that he's I he's caught in no man's land at that Correct. point. And he, um, saved he also us made four, he made or five two times, or three. Right? He Correct. made some breakaway saves there that, that I don't disagree. It, yeah, I mean he was unbelievable. I mean he per Correct. I mean he kept us as much he as did. he could in the in in the in the you know in the game. And I also think even even um, Darwin's goal was a gift, right? I mean that that yeah, goal. I mean, as a center miss, back, I don't know how you the clearance, how yeah. you missed right. that ball there. Um, so yeah. all all the goals are really gifts. Um, I, I don't know which one was the worst, but <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, it, I I just I I really wish we had. I think there was one. I think Everton took a shot. He probably could have laid it off to Darwin yep. for a better chance. Yeah. Or that he could have really, had a better finish. Yeah, I mean, you know, who, who would have known if if we were gonna if that was gonna Correct. go win or not? But that was, I would have liked to have seen him draw, you know, pass that on and, and maybe get a better shot on net. But yeah, that that last goal really it really crushed us. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
want to give a shout out here to Alfredo. Thanks for joining us, Alfredo. Um abraço para ti e para o Cristiano uh, e para o Dave. Não esquecer os outros dois. Um, Oscar, thoughts on the atmosphere being there, the experience, and the game in itself? Yeah, you guys basically mentioned everything that I was going to talk about, but going into that stadium, the pregame, just, just before even walking into the stadium, like seeing the fans outside singing, um, I, I have so many videos and I've watched them probably 20 times each, it's just, and I keep rewatching them. It's a, it's unbelievable, the atmosphere outside. And then you go into the stadium, and and I've been to football stadiums, I've been to MLS stadiums here, and and going in, you see people just eating their hot dogs and chilling and hanging out, <laughs> and and going in, and all I see is legit on the warm up. If you go warming up, I see the SLB chance, and it gives you goosebumps, and it, they, they don't go away throughout the like until the until the national anthem stopped. Legit, Mike, I had goose, goosebumps the whole time, and then every single time if had a play. That it was a or or even defensively or 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 in attacking, it, like the fans just pushed the team. And now I know, and Kenny mentioned it, like what the twelfth person it means to the to the team. Like it means like the fans can push a team forward. Absolutely, I have no doubt. After Darwin scored the set, the that first goal for us, I felt like the change just because of the fans and how they started chanting and uh, and the team pushed the team forward. And, and to me, it was just like unbelievable. Now I understand why we we suck so much on the empty stadiums. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but but be, <laughs> but besides that, like, like like we we went to this. To, I mean, especially me, I went to this game thinking, you know, we could pull a result. I mean, that's the only chance we can pull a result is to start to lose. Um, but I went with high hopes, with but low expectations. I I was not going to think, oh, if he's going to win, or I'm going to be mad. No, I was gonna. I was going with hopes. Benfica can pull something off. They're gonna have all the ball. Benfica is gonna have two, three chances, and they're gonna have to finish right. But I knew that Benfica had to play a, a very, very, very good game defensively, um, with Audi being a superstar. Right? Audi was a superstar to me. And before you even get to that, to that, to that, who's the man of the match? It's Audi for me. Right? He's kept us in the game, like Kenny said. Um, is really like our mistakes in the in the in the game is what caused the goals they scored, right? But not I don't blame Audi. I can see that he maybe could have came out in the last goal why not, but I don't blame him one bit. You know, that's he saved us. He saved us, he kept into this game. We had two probably two good chances to score. One of them we scored, which Kenny and Billy also said it was a, a somebody with the ball, the center back with the ball. They could have easily cut if it was one Eltamendi or Vatongan that did that. I would have been like, what the fuck are you guys doing? That's, that's um, embarrassing, right? So we got that goal. Somebody whipped the ball. And then Audi kept us in the game. Dropped the head at breakaway. Uh, we had Salah, Salah, had, Salah had like two that, that he could that he kept away. So like the game, could. we keep saying like we should have tied this game. No, we could have lost by more than, than two goals. Like, if you want to be fair, right? If you want to yep. be fair, chances to chances. But... 3-1 is a result that, that, you know, lets us dream a little bit. 2-1 to one would have been, to me, would have been already a, a – you, you go to Anfield and, and unless you went at home, you're most likely not going to go into the next phase, right? That's that's Let's be realistic. But just just to be be in that in that atmosphere, it to me was a light – I mean, that was the first time I've ever – I've been inside the lose a full stadium like that, like other than a friendly game like me and Kenny went to. Uh, this was unbelievable. The experience, I'll never forget it. 
and and I I gotta thank Continue for this because uh, I wouldn't have probably have gone if it wasn't for being in this group. No, it was good. And just uh, touch on some comments here. So Zazita uh, diz aqui boa noite benfiquistas. Amo desde sempre glorioso beijos e abraços para todos porque falam inglês. Hoje temos aqui o nosso podcast em inglês. Amanhã a partir das 21 horas, hora de Lisboa, teremos o nosso podcast em português, com um painel diferente, por isso, uh, desde já pedimos a nossa desculpa, hoje é o nosso podcast em inglês, mas esteja à vontade de deixar as suas uh, sugestões, comentários, ideias, o que lhe vier à cabeça, pode participar aqui no nosso, nos, nos comentários. Nós percebemos português, por isso podemos abordar as suas questões uh, ou os seus comentários, mas uh, para uma experiência mais saudável, amanhã a partir das 21 horas, hora de Lisboa, teremos o nosso podcast em português, uh, se você quiser uh, participar e seguir uh, essa versão uh, do nosso podcast. Um, mas desde já um abraço uh, para si. Uh, Neil says, how much money does Benfica make right now during these stages of Champions League? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, more or less, like Red Baron said, about 70 million is what we've made so far. Um, if we were to go into the next phase, I believe the payment is about 14 million US. Um, so either way, so far we've made a substantial amount of money. Um, and that's not counting. Um, they haven't divvied up the TV broadcasting money, um, which they do towards the end, right? So obviously the bigger clubs with the different coefficients are going to get uh, a bigger chunk of it, but there's still some cash to be made as it relates to TV money. So um, a decent amount that we've made. Mozinda, um, these Benfica Mo Club, uh, Neil says, even if they lose this week, up until now they've made 70 million, you can buy a brand new starting 11. Not today's market. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you know. want to sell Darlin for 90 million, you're not going <laughs> to yeah. buy it whole. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I agree with you guys in terms of, of your analysis of the game. Um, like you guys, right? It was I've been to the Stadium of the Lose. I've been to many different stadiums. Um, never been to a football game or US or American football game, but I've been to, to MLS games, been to playoff games, um, NBA playoff games. The atmosphere in the stadium was absolutely ridiculous. Um, the 20 minutes preceding the goal was incredible. The beginning of the game, when the teams came yeah. out, the fans were going absolutely berserk. The game hadn't even kicked off yet. It was just the something. Champions League anthem just. Yeah. And oh, I just, like, I oh, wanted to mention. That's one thing, unfortunately, <laughs> that I did not get to catch was the Champions League yeah, anthem. That's, that's true. I almost didn't get in the game. Kenny had a fake ticket. He bought it at the Feta <laughs> in shops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we had a mishap at the beginning. Kenny had. Uh, the only ticket card. that didn't work. Yeah, but the barcode was like messed up, and the, but yeah. he had a ticket, but the scanner wasn't working. It said wrong event. It was a hot mess. Um, but he no. finally got into the game, and he. So, did you get in before kickoff? I got in as they were as the anthem. Like I was walking up the stairs to to my seat as the anthem was ending. So, but I, I got in there. It was fine. I, I I literally thought I was gonna have to go and watch the game at a bar no, or no, something. No, <laughs> no we just, knew. There was like three extra tickets. Everyone was yeah. texting Luis like, hey, use this one. Hey, use that one. Yeah. So I knew you would get in. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. Shout out to Luis. Pedreira. He really he helped me out. Um, he stuck. He stayed with me until I got in. He made sure I so got in. So he made him miss the anthem too. <laughs> he missed it. He literally <laughs> he said he wouldn't go in until I got in. So I finally got in and then he got in. Guess where I was. <laughs> standing next to me recording. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, got, I got to listen to the Champions League anthem through Oscar's phone. 
Okay, <laughs> perfect. Um, yeah, so yeah, I thought the 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 atmosphere was just absolutely incredible. The fans were going nuts, and then after the fact on Twitter, uh, Liverpool fans, um, you know, if you look through Twitter, people were saying how like the atmosphere was just absolutely electric, um, you know, and they were shouting up Benfica fans. So you know, kudos to us for. Um, you know, creating an environment that we needed to create in a game of this caliber, um, you know, showing that, you know, although financially we might not have the deep pockets like the Liverpools of the world, that we might not have um, the titles like the Liverpools of the world, right? From a, from an atmosphere perspective, from a fan base perspective, we can compete with the best. Um, and, and, you know, we did our part, unfortunately, you know, we when we compare apples to apples, you know, our apples aren't as good as their apples. Um, but, you know, you go to war with the weapons that you have. And, and I thought that we we did it. We honored yeah. um, the performance. Again, the result could have been different. We could have tied it. They could have also scored two, three more goals. Yeah. Right. That's just the reality of it. Could they have upped the pressure? and made it more difficult. Sure. I thought they slowed down the game. I know Kenny and I spoke about that, right? They've played at a very slow pace, trying to kill the momentum. Um, but again, they're capable we, of flipping the switch. Yeah. I thought, I mean, you know, we probably can't sustain that for the entire game, but I thought if we right. pick our spots, we could, we could play right. with them for 20, 30 minutes. Um, you know, maybe it's not going to be enough, but I know that we showed that we could definitely play with Liverpool toe to toe for, for a little bit of that game. And I, I have a I have a question for Oscar because he didn't he didn't get to touch on it. But what do you so we got our opinion on PK or not PK? What do you think? Live, like I said, I watched it live, and to me it looked like a very 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 soft touch, right? Um, I've seen those called, uh, and you said it in Portuguese league if it was Taremi, probably be called. Um, but, <laughs> like definitely, definitely, but, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, but the, but the way the way Darwin falls, he has to learn. That he, it, it's not like you just going to your knees that like you're praying. No, it Correct. has to be, it has to be it's more soluble. It has to be, it's an art, and Teremi has it. So we give props to people that have it. And, uh, and, uh, and, and Darren does not have it. He does Correct. not know how to fall for a penalty kick. You that comes talk, with experience. You should talk to Jonas. You should talk to, uh, to Taro, uh, Taremi. You should talk to those guys because those guys, you know, the smallest touch, they can sell it and he can't. I agree. Uh, Neil says, I only remember three occasions in the last 20 years of following this team where Benfica has made it this far in Champions. 05, 06 season, we lost to Barca. 2011, 12, we lost to Chelsea. Yeah, I remember that Raul Maidel's goal uh, was a dagger. Um, and the first year was with Vitoria. Uh, so four times. That was, yeah, that was guess, the, the year we lost We lost by one goal aggregate. Pep was their coach still, right? Yeah, and mistaken. he, he, talked, he yeah. talked up Rui Vitoria. That was, that was the game I think Rui Vitoria went to the stands and it was sat with the fans. Oh, when he got kicked out? Yeah, he got a red card. Yeah. He went to the fans, yeah. and every, all, even we though we lost, I think we tied two two that game. Um, uh, red Baron says PK. Um, <laughs> I agree with you. I think if it's on the other side, it's a PK. I have zero doubt in my mind about that. Um, Neil says, "Did you guys do a stadium tour or museum tour pregame?" Uh, we didn't. I've been to. I've done a stadium tour yeah. in the past. I've done a museum tour as well. I don't know if Kenny, Bill, or yeah, Oscar, done, if you guys have. I've done the tours in the past. Yep. Yeah. I've done um, both as well. Yeah. I mean, we were up north. We're all from the north. So we went, we got there Sunday morning. We went up north, visited family, friends, um, had dinners with some of the guys from the podcast. Um, sleep was, you know, at a premium. <laughs> I think we averaged about three, four hours of sleep both nights. Um, and then the night of the game, right? Or the day of the game, we we drove down and, and we, we got there. We got to the Airbnb. We walked to the stadium took the metro 
Um, we met with the guys for a bunch of beers and we actually took a picture before the game, um, which I wanted to bring up here on screen just to find, just share. Yeah, let with me, everyone. let me just add this. Cause I know, I know our friends on the Portuguese podcast and I, I don't know if this is like a Portugal thing, but they think they're so good at foosball. The metriquilio. Oh, yes. There is no competition. Oh man. my God. I don't know. I, I wasn't even going to mention that, but now that you bring it up, I mean, you I know, hope they're watching. I hope so too. I know Joan's not watching because he's probably sleeping and, and his ego's wounded, but Louise yeah. might be watching. But yeah, these guys talked up a storm how they were really good at foosball, and we challenged them. And uh, let's just say that um, it didn't it pan out too good for the hosts. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, here's a picture that we took at the stadium, a uh, large group with our flag. Um, picture came out great uh we went to dinner after uh the game uh at seth Maj's, which is a, a iconic uh restaurant uh, on the next metro stop from the stadium a big favorite of Osebu. um so we had dinner with mauru so shout out to mauru as well um and thank you for the hospitality and and uh reserving that dinner with us but it was all around incredible experience um i was thinking about you it today have, you, have, you don't have the picture from uh from the restaurant um, I do. I can bring it up. Um, we I was going to say I thought about it this afternoon where that was our hundred. It was after our hundredth episode. So yeah, it's almost like that's the milestone, right? Like every hundred we need to, you know, coordinate some portion. sort of event um, together. So, yeah, it was it was great experience. The result wasn't great. Uh, I'm going to go around here and get your thoughts on man of the match. Um, Oscar already gave us his. Here's the goal point ratings from uh, goal point on that game. Uh, Vlaco Dimos and Gilberto with a 6.3. Everton 6.2. Darwin 6.5. I will say Everton wasn't great. Wasn't very involved offensively, but I thought defensively he was yeah, really he good. Up, he, really well. Correct. he worked a lot. So um, I know Oscar said Audi. Um, I'm going to say, and it may surprise you, but I'm going to say that Gilberto, I thought, played a hell of a game. Um, again, I've, I've admitted to it. He's improved. I still think he's very short in terms of what a starter for Benfica should be able to bring to the table. Um, but given who we have available, given his limitations, I think that he he has really grown on me. I still don't think he's adequate starter, but I think he's a really good squad player. And he I have a question for you on that. So yep, but um, Andre Almeida was. Andre Almeida wasn't, but he but he, he was basically there for like four or five years. Correct, but Sorry. we didn't have better. That's the thing, right? Like we didn't have better, and he just he was he was good enough to make it work, right? But like ever since Nelson Smithu. Right. Or even Moxie. Right. Like what have we had since? Right. Like we've never really been even left backs. Right. Like we've always been short there, even this year. Right. Like Grimaldo does a good enough job. But like, is he a good all around left back? But but I can tell you that about every single position we could do better. Correct. But I think our outside backs have been a problem for years. Um, so we'll see if we target that in the market this summer. Um, Bill, MVP. Uh, I mean, I have to go with with Flacco. I think his, those saves on those there was like two or three breakaways that literally kept us kept us in the game and gave us all hope. Um, so I got to go give him the man of the match. All right, Oscar said Audi, Kenny. I'm I'm gonna agree with you, Mike. Uh, Gilberto to me stood out the most. I mean, I remember that was like the first thing I said when I finally met up with you guys was how, how big of a game he had. In the moments that I remember in the game when like whether a 
counterattack started off a ball that he he won over on that side. I remember like standing up, you know, out of my seat from from just a stop that he made or even pumping up the crowd on that side. Like he just stood out to me. I thought he had a, a great game. <clears throat> yep, I agree. So that's our MVPs for this game. Um let me just see here. Red Baron says, give credit to Gilles God. He has really changed Benfica's opinions about him because he leaves everything on the pitch. He does. He's got Rasa. Uh, unfortunately, that's not always what's enough. Um, but again, somebody mentioned that Maxi Pereira, when he arrived, he was slow. Um, offensively, he wasn't you know, the most creative, but he grew on people. I mean, he could be the next Moxie, right? Like I think defensively he's our best right back offensively. He doesn't give us as much, but again, as a right back, I want him to be defensively better than offensively. Right. I think anything offensively is a plus. Um, it seems like he's been going a crossing practice more often than not. He's getting better at that. Uh, but who knows, right? Like, I mean, he's, he's what, 26 or 27. So he's not the youngest, but he's also not the oldest. I, um, I, I just, I'll just take the attitude. I, I just like yeah, his, I, like the I agree. He, he's got like, maybe, maybe it stems from Otamendi and Tongan type of leadership back there. I think he's got that, that right mentality. I think okay. we were lacking that last year, early on this year. I think the, the more we can build off of that, I think we'll build a better, uh, a better team around it. Yeah. In games like this, it like when you're, outmatch like tech tactically and like skill wise like you you just need some guys that are gonna get stuck in get dirty and do the dirty work and kind of get the crowd behind you and i think he i mean he does it well and we've seen it whenever he does play he he, he does leave everything on the pitch oscar do you think he's got that mindset like that he'll cry or do you, you don't think he's no, on I, that level? I, he, he's definitely <laughs> he, i can tell i can tell he's definitely a crier so and that's why he's going on kenny um, <laughs> I was waiting for him but, to say it. He didn't say it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I I I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but for, like I I didn't mind Jebel, uh, Gilberto Correct. from the beginning. I I yeah. give him props. I never thought he was uh, you know subpar. I thought he was just right. I thought he was a, a player that could improve Benfica, and he has and he has. So like um, I I like you guys said. I like his garra. I like. Uh, you know, he, he will not, he, he leaves everything on the field. I don't think he ever, like, he, he never ever puts a foot down because he might get hurt. He gives it all. So if that's not the player you want as your starter, then I don't know who you're looking for because he he's the guy. He, Moxie wasn't that skilled either, but Moxie gave his all. And that's why we fell in love with Moxie, right? Um, so Gilberto, to me, is that player. I agree. Yeah. I mean, hey, time will tell. Um, he's grown on me. I know that I was a critic. Many others were critics, um, but we shall see what, what the plans are for uh, this summer and, and for him. Red Baron says Weigel had a great game also. I thought so too. And one thing that I meant to mention and I forgot was Nelson Verissimo played a, a midfield too, right? I know that Gonzalo Ramos played that hybrid role as usual, but in a game like this, playing a, a midfield two with Ted Opt in there for me is suicide, um, right? And I think we saw that in the second goal. Um, but just he, he, while offensively he can pull a pass out of his ass and completely rip the opponent's defense, he's also capable of, while the team is in transition, making a stupid pass and completely leaving us on the back foot, right? That that's what you get with, with, uh, that opt. And in my opinion, I thought that he got it wrong. I would have expected to see a Maite in there. 
Jomadiu, someone to give it a little bit more consistency, a little bit more criteria, a little bit more ball. I think we'll see that on Wednesday. Um, you think so? I think he starts the same way. I saw rumors today that there's rumors that he'll start the same way, but I don't know. I, you need to have a little bit more consistency in there, right? Like, I don't know, playing a midfield too, especially away to Liverpool. I, I feel like you're just asking for trouble, but we'll get to that game uh, shortly. Um, before we jump into Benfica 3, Besad 1, don't forget, we got 495 Instagram followers, 796 Twitter followers. See if we can get to 500 and 800 before the end of this live. Uh, if you have one of those accounts, jump over, give us a like, follow. Um, we would appreciate it. Benfica 3, Besad 1. Um, a different game than we experienced in the first round uh, against these guys. Uh, starting 11, a little bit of a change here with mindset on uh, Wednesday's game. Vlacodimus and goal. Lazaro started on the left. Morato. Otamendi, Ender Almeida, uh, Vertonghen was suspended uh, for yellow cards. Everton on the left, Maite, Tarap, João Mario um, in the midfield, Diogo Gonçalves, um, and uh, Darwin up top. Ramos, Rafa, Yaramchuk, Tomás Arujo, and Paulo Bernardo came in. I mean, it was the Darwin show. Three goals. Oscar, he scored with his left foot, 25 million, scored with his left foot. Um, I'm going to start with you on this one, Oscar. What was your what was your thought on this game? You know, and again, you know, talk, st- talking about his left foot. If uh, if he no, if he used his left foot, we probably wouldn't be talking about a possible PK today. <laughs> I knew he had to come with the dig. Got to go with something. <laughs> true. True. It's true. It's true. It's true. I would have loved to see him take that. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> what was your thoughts on the game? And again. Benfica concedes first once again, which has been a habit in the league. We're constantly playing from behind. And again, a dumb mistake from Tarat. A bad header, and then he could foul, doesn't foul, and then they end up scoring. But have at it, Oscar. Um, I mean, this game, it only proves, and I and this is directed towards the, my Portista friends, it only proves that Tarat does not only need to play against seven players to score a hat-trick. Um, Darwin, so, Darwin. 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 Who did I say? What? He's so anti-Darwin that he's cleared his name out of his brain. Yeah. No, I had I had that up to my mind because of the of his assist for the Bolognese goal. So uh so th- that's why. But, but like that 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 to me Tarat is and I had notes here and I said Tarat is able of the impossible and the unbelievable on the same yep. play. Legit. Yep. He, after after he, he gave that assist to Bolness, he gave two more assists to our Benfica players, you know, like to Darwin, right? So he was assisting both sides, like the, the impossible and the unbelievable. Like that's how Tarat is. And there's no 50 on him. It's like legit. Zero tinta. Like that's what it yep. is. Um, and and then again, the game just played out. Like after Bolness scored that goal, it legit was like, when are we going to score? Because we were creating chances. We were shooting. We were, we were like, you know, we had chances to score like eight, eight goals if we were to, to continue pressing. So, I mean, this is a one, one, one way game, one way street. So I have, I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I agree. I thought that Benfica one created a shit ton of chances, which we haven't seen very often. Mm -hmm. Um, but even on the press, like the team yeah. was pressing high collectively, like we were getting the ball back fast. And obviously the the quality of the opponent makes a difference. Right. But even in other league games, 
we've talked about it before where I felt like the press was individual, like Rafa would go, Darwin would go, but then they break that line of pressure and it's basically just a free for all. Um, I felt like the team like collectively was all up together. They were pressing together and we were recovering the ball really quick, which was good to see. And just like we said in the Liverpool game where Liverpool could have scored many game, many goals, this game I thought ended three to one, but could have easily ended seven to one. I mean, the amount of chances we created was ridiculous. Um, Bill, what were your thoughts on this game? No, I and agree. of course thought, the Darwin show. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought we started well. I think the that Bullen and Skull is clearly against the run of play, and I think um, the team did well to kind of brush it off and keep going, which I was a little surprised about, given the amount of changes in the lineup. But typically, when we rotate our squad, you see like a huge drop in play, and it's a, one of those like boring, forgettable games. But I, I think. The team did well to, to come in and I mean concede early, forget it, and and go again. And um, this might have been since Nelson Verissimo took over, it might have been our most complete performance. I would I'm trying agree. To think back out of the game, I can't remember another game where we from the start to finish where we like pressed and Dominated. played this way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't remember another one. And, and um, I agree. It looked. I mean, in this game, anything that Darwin touched was a goal essentially. I mean, he's, um, his confidence level is definitely through the roof right now. He's, he's, I mean, he tried a bicycle kick at the edge of the ball. I forgot about that. I forgot about that one. Yeah. I mean, well, Ibra scored one, so why couldn't he? Yeah, exactly. He was feeling it. Cause he still has like three left feet. So yeah. Um, (laughs) but I, I thought it was our, definitely our most consistent performance from start to finish. And, um, I thought John Mario came in and played, really well given yep. that he's been out for so long and hasn't really had too many opportunities uh since nobody took over he looked good to me How, yeah. what do you guys I, think I, I i had questions on mate i thought mate was so conf- lost in and and during this game that's not like, just even that's not it, just it, this it, game it, though it's every I know, game I know, but, but like it, like, there's 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 games that he looks like okay there's potential there like I see I see where he can it comes in and he's physical and he's a big body. but that's on the like, ball like if you watch him off the ball he always seems to be lost like he doesn't he know does, where he yeah, needs to positionally be. he's the goal, the goal is a, the goal is a good yeah. example right yeah. when Tarap yeah. did a mistake and then he, yeah. he comes back running to cover for a yeah. center back he looked yeah. confused lost the guys yeah. just walked behind him and then he was yeah. like looking around like he never played soccer yeah. before I'm like like that guy like, like, right. like I watched him the whole play. It's yeah, it's I mean, we've talked about it before, like off the ball, he seems to have no idea what space he needs to occupy, where he needs to recover for certain plays when the ball is X, Y and Z on the ball. Right. Strong physical presence. Sometimes he's too slow on it, but like he seems to be growing in confidence with the ball off the ball. He's a complete wild card. Like, yeah, he could be fucking in the corner. Right. And the ball's on the other side. He could be just hanging out in front of the center backs and he should be further. Like, it's a complete nightmare. You don't know where the hell he's going to be. Um, and then pair him with Tarot in the middle, dude. It's a fucking yeah. clown show in there. <laughs> Holy shit. Do we give yeah. Manish any reason? Who? Manish. What do you mean? No, he talked about mate. That's why he got into an argument. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I can, I see, I see that side. I mean, I, I mean, he's no, not I don't disagree with it. I don't disagree with it. I don't think he's shown us enough, especially off the ball. Like for the type of player that he is or supposed to be, um, I think he's just way too inconsistent. But he's again, had plenty like, of opportunities too. Like it's not he like has. he hasn't got his chances. He, he also, but I will say that 
I was a huge critic of his as well. He has improved more so on the ball. He's definitely been better performances recently. But again, the key part here is like, if you can't play both sides of the ball in that position, you're useless, yeah, right? You're number cool. eight. It's back and forth. Yeah, correct. Like, cool. You can pick a pass. What awesome. did he play? What did he play at? At where? Where did he come from? Milan. Yeah, he played at Torino. He played at Milan. He played at a six. He plays as an eight. He played it as an eight. Uh, hmm. Again, like. So if he plays a six, you, your your main job is to help defend, correct. right? It, it needs yeah. to it needs to be that that basically third I thought, center back. I, I thought he was more of a more of a not a defensive midi, but more of an attacking midi. Um, no, I, th- I thought he said eight. He's, he's like legit a back a box to box. He's supposed to be a box to box. Correct. Uh, um abraço box aos Zita. Boa noite para si. E amanhã cá estaremos à vossa à sua espera. Boa noite para si. Um abraço. Um, Red Baron says he's not a six. Nelson Verissimo says he's an eight. Right? But I think we all th- agree that he was most likely brought in to be a six. That's it. Um, we didn't have a six. That was our issue. Correct. We didn't have a six. Correct. We had an eight. We had Joe Mari came in as a, for the eight. So we didn't and even Weigel. Weigel's not a six, Weigel, right? He's yeah, playing he's, as a six eight. because right. we don't have anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're playing as a six, if they're even as an eight, like if you, if you play in either of those functions and you don't know how to occupy space without the ball, you're useless. Anyone right. can chase the ball. Anyone can pick a pass as a professional. If you don't know how to occupy space and defend and anticipate, you're screwed. And I think we see that with him. Again, time will tell. Red Baron says JJ attempted to make him a six. He did and failed. <laughs> but as an eight, I'm not sure he's panning out either as well yeah. uh, at the moment. Uh, Red Baron says the sip who has been on fire. JK Darwin is not a sip, but he did almost tore an ACL trying to do a pastelitra in the second half. I don't know if he oh was trying God. to do a pastelitra. I think he was trying to do like you know how like the uh, fake pass cut back. The Brazilians yeah. do it a lot where they step over and then they bring it back. Neymar, cut it back. Yeah, Neymar. Yeah. I think he was trying to do that. I'm not sure he was trying to do a pastelito, but either way, his confidence was legit to the moon, and it Dude. came out so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Kenny, thoughts on this game? No, I mean you guys, you guys hit it all. I mean, I, I before I even turned the game on, we already were down. So that was I was like, here we go again. I mean, going into it, I mean, let's not fool ourselves, right? Bissad is, I mean, they're what in last place? Are they dead last place? I mean, we had a chance here to rotate players going into it. I mean, I even said it in our chat, you know, the Almeida-Diogo combination on that right-hand side. I wasn't, you know, I was like worried about that. Um, But yeah, these guys, Bissad wasn't really much of an opponent. Um, I, we had a good chance to rotate players. We played well. Some players got more minutes out there, which was good. Nunez, you know, they, Nunez. Nunez. yeah, I'm going to start calling, I'm going to start calling him Nunez. Cause I know darling, you know, darling, Darwin, darling and Darwin, everyone's getting comfortable with the name now, but now I'm going to start calling him Nunez, uh, for some of our Porto, uh, fans that thought he was better than Teremi. I mean, thought he Not wasn't as good than, as Teremi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, listen, a lot of his goals tend to be kind of just, you know, little little shots here and there, easy goals. I thought he had some good finishes this game. Like Oscar said, left-footed, picking picking the corners of the net. Um, I thought I thought they were good finishes, and he's clearly confident. He's scoring every game now pretty much. I mean, he's I, – I like, you know, I like what I'm seeing. Um, but in regards to Maite, so I – 
I understand where you guys are coming from, but I'm I actually am going to stand a little bit on his side, and I'm going to wait it out a little bit more and see if he kind of develops into the position. I think coming onto a team like this, you know, I mean, he's you know, I I, I would think that he's kind of like you know another stranger just trying to feel his way onto the team. Um, I I think he's got some skill set that we you know we need. I don't know if he's going to develop into the player that we expect him to be. And I could be completely wrong, but I think I'm willing to give him some more time. Cause I think he, he has some qualities that we need. I think he is actually very patient on the ball, very confident on the ball. He holds himself. Well, he holds players off. Um, yes. He could be a little bit quicker. Yes. He could be positionally better and aware, but I think you can, you can develop that into your, into your game. I think that takes coaching, right? I don't think, Verissimo is maybe the quite the best fit in in the tactics and um but individually as a player I think he he has some attributes or attributes that that I think could that we could benefit from um so I'm willing to give him some more time I agree with that um again uh <clears throat> on the ball I'm not too concerned uh apart from needing to be a little bit quicker um yeah he's very on, slow on the ball off the ball I'm the more I'm more concerned but again that can that can be down to tactics to understanding what his mission is on the field, right? That message could not be getting to him correctly. There's a lot of elements that could play into that, right? Um, he's newer, right? Weigel's been there longer. Todd has been there longer and he still can't figure it out. Right. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, remember I, it was Weigel too, right? When he first came, I mean, he was completely lost on the field too. Correct. He, Correct. Didn't, he didn't know what he was doing. And he was and heavily I, I think, criticized and he was heavily criticized. And I think Mike is a much stronger player. And I agree. He, he, he has to be quicker on the ball. But he is – I've seen that he's able to, like, be in tight positions, maybe two men on him, and get that ball cool. out and into space and on, on a counter pretty quickly. So, yeah, yeah we'll and see. I, against Ajax, I thought we saw that quite a bit the second yeah. game in Ajax. He did it quite well, which helped us keep the ball. Um, MVP for this game. Let me bring up the, the ratings here. Is that even a question? Ended on me looking like fucking should, David Beckham out there. It should it should it should be anonymous right now. Yeah, I mean for for our friend Freitas, who no matter I mean Darwin oh, Darling could score five goals and he still wouldn't be man of the match. But yeah, Freitas said I got in an argument with it. it. Was an argument. It was a back and forth. But he said that in his team, Darwin wouldn't start, which blew my mind. That we have the leading score of the Portuguese league with thirty-one goals overall, twenty-four in the league. And he wouldn't start in his team. Completely blew my mind. Yeah, but 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 I you Paulinho for sure. Wait, but but like, I, I'll I'll stand up for Freitas. This is the reason why he wouldn't start him. Like, Darwin, of course you would stand up for Freitas. You guys no, are fucking no, twins no, over here. With there's, the there's things I I don't agree with him on PZ and all that. But there's things I agree with him. Like uh, Darwin. I mean, I I would start him because he's on he's on a hot streak, right? Like uh, you always play your hot streaks, but like. You see, this this Darwin is good, and we've all here agreed on counterattacks. And if he wants to play on a team like if, if my team, I'd rather have a team that has the ball eighty percent of the time, right? And and that team, Darwin might not be able, be a good fit for that team that has eighty percent uh, of the ball and on the final third, right? Darwin needs space. He needs to be behind the defenders and run at space. And maybe that won't work for him on a team that has a. If you put Darwin in City or, or Liverpool that has a lot of possession. I don't know how good he'll do. Maybe the time will tell, and he'll probably end up with one of those teams, so we'll see. Yeah, time will tell. We'll see where he ends up this summer because it's more likely that he's leaving than he's staying. Um, so goal point, 
9.4 for Darwin Hattrick. Uh, Tarat got two assists despite his stupid mistake on their first or their on their goal. Shomari got a 7.3. Good to see him back. Diogo continues to be um, a head scratcher for me. Um, he he just has bonehead moments. I think he just shows that he's just not cut out for this level. Who'd you say? Um, Sorry, Diogo. Diogo, Diogo. Well, Diogo. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Know. yeah. And 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 jo- the Joao Mario is is definitely like. I I just don't know where. I mean, he he got in here right, but only because we're rotating the team. I don't know how. All I mean, he sudden, played well. He played really well. No, no, I, I I agree. I just don't. I don't understand how he's Tarat is starting over him uh, against like Liverpool. <laughs> I agree. Like I I just don't know what happened to João Mario. He seems to be fine. I thought maybe an, a lingering injury, yeah. maybe some something. But he comes in when we're rotating players for a match that we have, you know, against Liverpool. So clearly, he's not going to play against Liverpool. I don't get it. Or maybe we will. Maybe that was his I mean, tryout. Dar- Darwin played. I highly doubt it. And Darwin's yeah. definitely going to be playing against Liverpool. I mean, at this yeah. point, I mean, no one else is scoring. Darwin's the only one. You can't. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would have liked well, to they, see they, Darwin get more of a we rest. Didn't, we didn't. We didn't even talk about Gonzalo Ramos. That guy has been playing, and I know he hustles. But Liverpool was. Did, I didn't even know you played. I no, swear I, I was at the stadium, and I didn't know you played. I agree. Because he I think, doesn't. In my opinion, he doesn't he's. Show up. No, in my opinion, he's he's just there to apply pressure. He's just there to he 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 works a lot left to right. Dude, then hire right me lot. for a lot cheaper. Now I'll run around the field. <laughs> no, I, not he's he's doing his role. Cheap. He's doing he's doing his role. Dude, I I'll get role. in shape just for just to run around. I will. I you can pay you. Oscar in full odds. Pay me pay me a few full odds a week, and I'll run back and forth in that field. So full odds in there was the other one, the VK. If I don't have the to VK, do anything yeah. else. Yeah. Don't back through uh, the red- ball though, because I'll lose it. But I'll I'll run. <laughs> red Baron says Diogo themselves has had a lot of injuries this year. Completely took out of the equation this season. I agree. He has been hurt. Um, but I don't know. I just don't think he's uh, cut out for this level. Unfortunately, uh, joining us says Flood of the Cotton. Yeah, oh Flood of the Cotton. He's, oh, so good. good these guys. Snack. These oh. guys are crushing midnight, one. Midnight. It was like two, three in the morning. <laughs> it was like three, three thirty. <laughs> I feel bad for for whoever had to clean out the rental car. Oh, man. Um, All right. We will move on now to uh, Roger Schmidt. Uh, Rumor is that he will be signing as Benfica's new manager. The rumor is two years with a third year as an option, um, which will take him to the end of Rui Costa's first mandato, which is four years, um, if hopefully he lasts that long. Um, for those of you that are watching, leave us your thoughts on, on this rumor and, and the likelihood of this happening, but wanted to get your thoughts. And, and it, he's one of those guys that right to those that aren't really following the game outside of Portugal or outside of the top leagues, maybe he's a bit of an unknown, um, for us as Benfica fans, he played against us as PSV manager at the beginning of the season qualification for the champions league. Um, and I said it in our WhatsApp group. Of the two games against PSV, I don't think Mefica was superior to PSV in either of those games. Um, obviously, the second game, we had a red card early on. We defended for our lives. PSV was all over us. They were just unable to you know, to break the barrier and put the ball in the back of the net. Um, he's a manager that, that likes to play an offensive style of play, high press, the German typical style. Um, from an experience perspective, and this is kind of the question that I wanted to raise to you guys is, he's 55 years old. Um, you know, he's, he's managed some teams that are unknown, um, with all due respect to, to all of them, right. Uh, 
proven Munster Paderborn is is more known. Uh, Red Bull, Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen is where I mostly remember him. Um, he went to Beijing um, and he coached there for two years, and now he's at PSV Eindhoven since April of 2020. Um, from a win percentage perspective, you know he's he's averaged apart from Bayer Leverkusen. And his first managerial uh, position back in 2004, uh, you know, over 50% at PSV is at 66% win percentage right now, 65 wins, 17 draws, 16 losses. Um, he also, he also only has one team to compete with. Correct. Correct. Um, he's also never really managed the team that's a title competitor with the exception of PSV this year. PSV, he's, he won the Johan Cruyff Shield, which I think is like the Supertasa uh, in in the Netherlands, which was against Ajax, if I'm not mistaken. I think they smashed them like 4-0 or 5-0 at the after beginning of the season. After two red cards. Ajax got two red cards? Yeah, it was like a red okay. card after red card. Um, so, And he's still fighting for the league. I think there's a four-point gap right now in the league, but he's still fighting for that. He's still in Europe. I can't remember if they're in the Europa League or if they're in the Conference League. Conference. Um, but they but they have something to fight for there. Uh, my question to you guys is right. There's a lot of that's been said about he's 55 years old. He's not won anything. He won the Austrian league with Salzburg. Um, he won the cup there with Salzburg. He won the Chinese FA cup for whatever that's worth. Um, and he won the Owen Cruyff shield this year. Um, and I'm not asking you guys for kind of a detailed analysis on who he is, because again, not many of us know the ins and outs of him um, and haven't really been exposed to it. But do you, do you agree with the argument of he's 55 years old and he's never won anything of value, right? And we should go get someone that's young and hungry to win titles. And I see it the other way, which is right. Sure. He's 55. He's never really played. He's never really managed the team in my opinion, that's going to give him the resources that he can get at Benfica, right? From an infrastructure perspective, from an academy perspective, from a visibility perspective. Yes, PSV is a big club in the Netherlands, but it's not Ajax, right? Yes, Leverkusen is a big club in, in Germany, but it's not a Dortmund. It's not a Bayern Munich. Um, Benfica is the biggest club in Portugal, um, is expected to compete for titles. Is he able to, to deal with that pressure? Time will tell if it becomes official, but all signs point to it being official within the next week or two. Um, but wanted to get your thoughts. And Bill, I'm going to start with you. Um, you know, What are your thoughts on this appointment being confirmed? Um, and do you agree with that whole theory of he's 55 and he's never won anything and we should have gone to get someone young? No, I mean, I, it's... That argument, I think, is is flawed just because, like, if you look at these the teams that are in the leagues that are going to win, like, those positions come open, like, very few times. And if you're looking at, like, in the Bundesliga, unless you're at Dortmund or at Munich, like, what are your odds of ever winning any silverware? Very slim. Same thing in the Netherlands. Unless you're at Ajax, like, it's an uphill – like, very hard to win anything because typically Ajax – like walk through the league and win everything. Like it, I, I think it, it, that's a flawed argument. I, from what we I've seen of him, and mostly from when we played PSV, I I liked how PSV played against us. I thought they attacking wise they looked good. Um, they played well, and if he can bring that um, to Portugal and um, bring that kind of constant press and um, like Jurgen Klopp style pressing game and win the ball back quick and 
like that that dominating possession and all over you type of play. I, I mean, it, it's something different. Um, no one in Portugal kind of plays that way now. And I mean, as long as he can um, get the players that he wants or get the players that are currently here to buy into that and um, fit the philosophy, then I, I think it can work. I agree. And we all talk about wanting to see Benfica play an offensive style of play. Um, and, and I will say that it would, if he, you know, not to bother him too much, but if he wants to bring Madweke with him, the English right winger that has speed that never ends, um, you know, we'll welcome him. Uh, Kevin says, I welcome Roger Smith as a coach. Need to try something different. I say, Red Baron says he's a good coach, but the constant high pressure will scare me against some Portuguese teams that know how to get out of that pressure. Um, and Red Baron says he does play with a double six in the midfield. Gakpo is one of them, and I can't remember the other guy's name. But um, Kenny, I'm going to pass it to you. Um, thoughts on this? Thoughts on kind of the argument aspect of, you know, he's 55. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Bill and, and yourself that I, I don't think that argument's kind of you know, valid. I don't, I don't think it means anything if he's 55 or 35. I mean, what I care more is, is yeah, the style of play. And I think that that style of play will benefit us. Maybe it's going to take some adapting in the Portuguese league, but I think it's going to be a whole hell of a lot better in champions league. I think it'll make us more, you know, maybe dream a little bit more, be more competitive um, than sitting back, right. Sitting back and, and just hoping for a counter, hoping for something to happen. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, I really don't know much about him. Um, PSV seems to be competing for the league. Uh, you know, Portuguese league is going to be, you know, it's kind of the same, right? You got a three, three-headed three monster at the top. There's a two-headed monster there. You know, our lower teams probably have the same caliber of, of of the league over there as well. So it's it's they probably see a lot of the same thing. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see if this is true and he comes – you know, new ideas, new style of play. I, I'm open for that 100%. I agree. Kevin says if he comes, maybe he can bring one or two players from PSV. Madweke, which I just mentioned, and Gakpo. Gakpo seems to be destined for Arsenal. That's the rumor. Um, he's definitely leaving PSV at the end of the year, but it seems like he's destined for the EPL. But um, Red Baron mentioned Sangare, which is the other guy I was trying to think of that played alongside Gakpo in that double pivot. Sangare is a monster in that number six role. If he wants to bring him, I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't be opposed. Um, Oscar, I left you for last because I know that you are an advocate for a Portuguese manager. Um, what are your thoughts on this um, potential appointment here? All right, so... Since I've wa- I've been watching soccer and like obviously it, you, we all started watching the '90s, um, right? Like that's when we started following the soccer. We had the crisis years. That's the beginning of when we started watching this. And then from what I remember, now looking at before prior prior to the crisis years, I remember um, coaches, foreign coaches, not doing well. And I remember uh, Portuguese coaches doing well, right? Um, so so the my mentality and so and because. When we have a foreign coach, he's going to do like a Portuguese coach does when he goes outside. He's going to bring players from that country that he's familiar with um, or, or, or players from their youth that he's familiar with. Um, and to me, that that just throws away the whole like uh, what we have going on in Portugal is that we have the biggest academy. We have Benfica youth who's playing the Champions League, I believe, in the finals or somewhere. Right. And we have Semifinal. potential there and we're not going to 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 basically I, and I hope this guy proves me wrong but from history and from what what's happened in the past 
that, that we got away from that. We got away from that, that what we have in home and start getting, going to get players that are already either well off in, the, in some league that they want, they want like a Vigo type of player that they wanted to re-jump re or, or restart their career somewhere. And like, and good thing he brought up Trapatoni because I have uh, over here, right? <laughs> Trapatoni, no, no, no. Trapatoni won the league in 2004-2005 with 65 yeah. points, right? Yeah. He had 19 wins, 8 draws, and 7 losses, right? Yeah. You know how many wins we have right now? How many ties, how many losses we have? We have 20 um, wins, 4, four uh, ties, and 5 losses. We already have a better record this year when we suck. Than Trapattoni did when he won the Campionato. Correct, right? but the league was different. Different in as well. We had the same amount of games, and they, no, the it was different in points. the sense of 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 quality. Uh, right, like if no, we, we if just, we won we, the title, we, and, I've, and I've talked to you about this before, we won the Campionato in two thousand four, two thousand five, because Mourinho took all the, the Porto players with him. That's why we won it. Because if Mourinho if Mourinho didn't take all those players, Ricardo Carvalho, Paulo Freiras, and all those guys, we would probably never beat Porto. The, uh, after the, they won the Champions League. All but right? I feel like you can have that argument anywhere, right? Like you can look at Manchester City and they broke the record for points in the Premier League, right? Like, and then you can go back 15 years and say, you know, uh, you know, Liverpool or Manchester United won the title with 25 less points, right? Like it's complete. Like you play what's in I, front of you, and the, I, the, I, the I, league I get, is completely different. I get that, but we won that league. We won with. With not, it's seven losses and, and eight draws, we 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 legit like didn't have a good season. Trapatoni didn't do good. We and we won by three points. Porto had like just be yeah. below us at sixty five, right? We won by right. three points. That's it. And yeah. so it wasn't uh, oh shit, Trapatoni did good. He came in and won it. Yeah, he came in and won it because we sucked for the last ten years. Like Jay, we were in the crisis years, and that was the first year that we had a chance to win it. And Trapatoni grabbed it, but he was very defensive. He wasn't an attacking coach. We defended a lot of the times, and we just Correct. ended up winning the league. And Mentoras then we won. had, the, the, you know, what this guy. Uh, I know the Mentoras came in every like. Uh, he, Mentoras to <laughs> me minutes. that time was like a, yeah. like a Jimenez was or Jimenez was yeah, when he's uh, a this past few years so he comes in and scores and wins <laughs> the league. But then Jota says, "You guys look more sober today than on Tuesday." <laughs> Jota, 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 Jota is a perseu, and they say on the yeah. for you. I saw him yeah. for like two minutes. Yeah. Jota yeah, falar Jota. aqui em estar, em estar sobre, deixa-me pôr aqui a minha fotografia. Jota, olha ali a tua cara na frente. Quem é que estava sobre? Epa. <risos> Eu só me lembro do Jota para aí uns 5 minutos. Yeah, depois ele fugiu. Um abraço, Jota. Yeah, abraço. Já é tarde. But then, like I was saying, we have we had like coaches like Flores, we had a, a, a Camacho, we had a Coleman, we had and 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 to me, this guy will remind me if he doesn't already of Coleman. That's what this guy. Not because they're both Dutch, but it remind me of Coleman. He'll, he's not Dutch. He's German. What, whatever German. the fuck he is, but he's coming. He's coming. Coleman <laughs> <laughs> had a good but, run in Champions League, though. Yeah, he did. He did. He, 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 I feel he'll do good in the Champions League, but he'll forget about the Portuguese league, and 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 that's that's crucial. I don't know. And I can't look. Look, I have his things. Like it, I get, I get it. He didn't have the teams to win uh, the leagues and where he coached, right? But if you're a good coach, you don't get sacked. And if his, it, I looked at his resume, right? Uh, he he played and uh, he started coaching in Del Bucker, whatever the fuck team that is, right? Four three years, zero titles, uh, and I don't know how he, well he did because I don't even know where the team's from. Correct, but that and was then, a lower league team. And then uh, and then Monster, whatever that, that could team be like is. third division for all I know. Right, and then yeah, and that's then, way uh, down. Proven Monster from 07 to ten, same zero thing. Zero titles, lower. sacked, sacked. Okay, sacked. 
and then right. and then uh, paddle burn whatever that is one Sad. year yeah. zero Sad. titles and then he Sad. went to Salzburg and Austria and yeah. won the league won the league good. and cup that's the yeah. good cup they won the league and the cup but they also play yeah. in Austria tell me another team from Austria Name but he was them. only there one year all right one year he won the league and the cup I mean I guarantee and Salzburg he had wins every year and he had a he had a higher winning percentage at the first two clubs you mentioned than he had at uh Paderborn, um, and he got sacked, like you said. All right, right. So, and like, then, I think that context isn't really valuable. What do you mean? Not like the whole he got sacked. By the way, he got it, sacked, but doesn't necessarily like it. Could have just not worked out. Like he had a he had, a, and again, these are lower level sides, wait, right? Wait, so, like, so you're 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 an employer, right? And you have yeah. a guy that's been working for for thirty years, right? He's fifty five, right? He's if he started coaching when he retired at thirty eight, why not? He started working as a coach. Say say, twenty years, right? And and his resume has no like not no accomplishments, but he has a bunch of getting fired, right? You're gonna hire him after twenty years, or you're gonna be like, this guy sucks. Wait, so I'm wait, not, wait, wait, I'm wait, wait, hire this guy. When, when did JJ's first title? JJ didn't win anything. He was fifty. He was over fifty. Yeah, but he but, didn't have he didn't and, have fucking I, shit for a record. That's that's fine, right. but he's a he's a he's a same uh, thing with wasn't Rudy Vitali the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, he had never. Didn't well, win he, anything before. I, I, I don't. I, I think is, I don't know. This guy, this just recost his banking on this guy to do good for him. <laughs> this is the basically this these two next two years is recost his banking. Like he needs to do yeah, well, or else he get, he goes, or else he, he probably most likely will not get like reelected. Right? That's that's he's banking on this guy. I think he's he's playing he's playing uh, he's playing a big risk. Well, huge he's risk. Huge any, risk. Anybody that yeah. comes in. It would have been a safer any manager he's going to appoint is going to be a risk. To me, to me, would have been a safer bet to go and and for fans to go with a guy like Abel or or I know Marco Silva can't come anymore, but Marco Silva or uh, dude, if we can, if I could rewind the tape and get Bruno Lage back, but that, that that's okay. mostly likely ever and never going to happen. But Bruno Lage says, who do you guy. recommend us? So your your Lage is unrealistic. Yeah, but Abel would have been, and Abel is Abel a guy renewed. Proven. He renewed. Yeah, because we didn't talk to him soon enough. Maybe, but maybe, before, maybe. But, but I'm going to ask you too, right? It's it's a gar- it's it's a more safe bet. But before Abel won the Copa Libertadores, what had he won? <laughs> he's young. Oh, he's so young. He's ambitious. He's, so, he's young. He's so, ambitious. Like, because well, he's so, so this guy's hold on. 50, so his youth. 50, so he's not ambitious. No, but but like, look at his resume. I'm not. I'm, what what ambitious? Yeah, but Abel was the same thing. Just because he's young, young, he's starting. He's starting his career, so the offseason's not going to have. If a he hasn't won anything, it's the same argument. So no, it's, it's the not, same. Dude. Like, it's a, Bill, you graduate college. Are you going to look at the same resume of somebody that's been there for fifteen years? Bill didn't graduate college. Just, no, graduate. just, just. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if somebody graduates college, right? Like, the resume is still zero. You don't have nothing won, you accomplished, right? But if somebody's been in the work field, uh, work field force for fifteen years, they should have something to talk for. Like, they should have something like, listen, this is my accomplishments here, my resume. And this guy has he a bunch. Said of he's got stats. a title. He's got a title in Austria. Yeah, in Austria. I mean, oh, yeah. Good. Okay. Oh, listen. I know we 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 what our our league might be better, but are we that much bit bigger of a league than Austria? I don't know. As but a whole, Red I Baron mean, says Sporting Limbers to Lask Linz, who knocked them out of Europe two years ago. Do, do you Austria. think? <laughs> do you think anyone puts winning the Portuguese league or winning the Austria league ones above the other? I don't. I, yeah, I don't we, think... we, yes, that's a I big agree difference with that. because because Portuguese league is the sixth league in the world as ranking right now. And tell me what the Austrian one is. I don't know, seventh, eighth. Oh yeah, check it. I, I really don't <laughs> I know. Don't, I don't even I don't know. know. Yeah, it's not. I don't even know. 
That's not. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think one's above the other by that great. Like, I don't think winning the Portuguese league is gonna put you in fucking, like, you know, whoa. Look, I mean, JJ didn't fucking all of a sudden leap over to the Premier League. Correct. I mean, Mourinho did, but he he was like you said, he was younger. That was early on, though. And early on, yeah. I mean, I I think I I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I also think I think going the the safe route isn't something Rui Costa wants to do. He doesn't want to do the no, and and, and that's like like I said. I mean, he can pen off. He he can pen off. He can be. They're eighth. They're what? Eighth. So they're not too far from us. Eighth? We're eighth. six, they're eighth. We're six, so not too bad. We're... But Oscar, I will con I will go against what you say, right? So you say go with the safe bet. In my opinion, a safe bet is a manager who is a little bit older, who has had a few different more experiences, whereas Abel's younger, right? And sure, he may be more ambitious, but I think the safer bet is the more mature and more uh seasoned guy than the younger more ambitious because when you're younger and more ambitious maybe you're more inclined to take higher risks not saying that one's right or wrong but i think the safer i would and i don't know if you guys agree and people watching if you agree but i would say the safer air quotes here would be the more mature and more seasoned than the younger and more ambitious but I, I may be looking I, at I, I disagree. I disagree because I think I think a coach like Ruben Amorin that comes into a team and with with the, the with the ambition and and that knows the, the 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 basically like what do you have at home is somebody like that I think would be a safer bet. This guy can come in and and, and blow us away. Like right, I don't know, but but like even with with PSV. What the fuck has he done? Like he's played well attacking soccer, but what has he done? And then PSV only has one team to compete with, which is Ajax. Fair. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't pay attention to PSV or Ajax that much or that league, but I'm more interested in the style of play, um, different ideas that he can bring. Uh, you know, and I don't know. I, you guys are saying it, right? He's more of attacking style, this and that. I, I'd have to go watch and see if it's more of an attractive style of soccer. But if that's what it is, then I'm, I'm all for it for sure. But I, I know earlier you said that not a lot of, you know, strangers have come and won the league. I mean, there had, I mean, on Benfica, I mean, Porto's had a couple, right? Go so the, as much as, much as you don't the like last, In the last 21 years, only two strangers have won the Portuguese campeonato. Go with Porto and Trapatone how many have there been? Benfica. That's the many? thing. There haven't been many. Four? Right. There's been right. Sporting had uh, Marcel Kaiser. Um, they had Laszlo Boloni. Um, wait, Laszlo Boloni won the league, not Codrians. Um, Laszlo Boloni won it with Ronaldo and Koreshma, I think. Correct. Um, it says Codrians so, exactly. won one. Yeah, with Porto. He did, what year? The so then there was three. Probably. So there was three. There was three and six. Okay, so there's How three. How far in the are you going? Two. I mean, Bobby Robson won a few. No, no. If you just go back to two thousand. 2000. Um, but if you go back to 2000, so there's three Codrians, uh, Lazo Boloni, and Trapatoni. But like you said, right, there haven't been many, and we'll discard Sporting, right? Because up until 2000 and up until last year, they, they haven't really been a, a legitimate title contender. So it's really been Benfica and Porto. And when you look at Benfica and Porto's teams, coaches in the last 20, 21 years, Benfica's right? Correct, Benfica's had more, but even then, hasn't been that many, right? Like, Jorge Jesus was there 
six years, five years. Rui Vittori was there three years, right? Just with three managers, they covered a decade's worth, right? right. Yes, we had Camacho. We had Trapatoni one year. We had Kike Flores. Camacho, I believe, was there twice. Um, but over that course of the 21 years, like the, the international coaches, but like that pattern's got to stop at some point, right? Like I was thinking about it the other day and I didn't go, I didn't get a chance to look, but like, and if someone in the comments knows, when was the last time an English manager won the Premier League? Right? Like, can you think of an English manager that won the Premier League? I can't. I can't. <laughs> right? So, well, like, the, the, the Premier League as we know it now, probably so, never, right? I don't think so. If you go back, I think the Premier League was 93 94. Yeah, it, it was Sir Alex that kept winning them. But I think Newcastle won the first one, if I'm not mistaken. So, Newcastle may have had an English manager that yeah. first year. But even if you go back that far, like, one, one English manager has won the Premier League, right? But again, how many English managers have been at title contending teams, right? Not many. So I think that pattern needs to stop at some point. I agree yeah, with you, why, 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 why is it like all the other countries look into Portuguese coaches for to take them to? Yeah, but they don't win. I mean, when's, I mean, Mourinho was the last one to win the... The English Premier League. I mean, I know we have a bunch of coaches in the Premier League, but they, they don't win titles. They don't we have, win. We had we have, we have coaches like Paulo Souza was coaching Polonia, and look at how they didn't want to let him go. They like they he got back to go to Brazil. We had we have a uh, coaches like Abel that come they came and got him from uh, now a bunch of coaches are going to Brazil because obviously was Jesus did and, and Abel. So the, so the Portuguese coaches are known for for being top quality, right? Well, our coaches yeah, but have, they, been, have been. But have they won at the big stage? Name me, name me a Portuguese coach outside of Mourinho that has won the Premier League or Italian League or or the Spanish League besides Mourinho. No, but it, it doesn't have to win. A, a, it's not to win a title. But look, look at in, in uh, coaches like in Everton, Wolves, and all that. Nuno Santos did a really good job with with Wolves, right? Like you could tell, like you looked at the style of play, right? But but like I I thought Nuno Santos did a great job in the Wolves. I thought he played. He got him off from the bottom half of the table to the middle middle table. Now Bruno Lage is bringing him to the top of the table, not the top like top eight, right? So like. I think that's that shows like the Portuguese coaches what they can do to a team like, like not not just let right. But what about what about what about the success of the German coaches that have that have has come of late? Why not why not credit their their style and their their talent and, and, pool and as this well? Is, this is not me crediting not crediting. No, no, I know. This is this is people. This is the ranks of like people saying the Portuguese coaches are ranked high. But the I same mean, but the same is being are. said about German coaches. The same is Correct. being said about German coach and they're winning titles elsewhere. True. That's true. Um, I was going to ask a question and I forgot. Um, shit. Leonardo oh. Jardim is another one I forgot to mention. That's oh, not that's what coach. I was going to say. Is, Leonardo Jardim is, is right. A we have we have a good recent form of Portuguese managers, right? Like you said, there's like five in Brazil now. Um, Paulo Fonseca is a highly, uh, you know, a prospect in terms of where he potentially lands. Nuno Espírito Santo, although it went down the drain with spuds um bruno lage uh but going back to the conversation that we had at set models with mauro about the players right and coming back to portugal i'm of the opinion that i feel like that also plays a part in the managers right you're a portuguese manager and you know what goes on in portugal off the field on the field the politics the chaos the newspapers um 
if you're a Portuguese manager and you're highly regarded, right? A Luis Costa, right? I saw people mention his name. I thought he did a good job at Shakhtar. Um, he understands the youth system in Portugal. Um, Paulo Fonseca, uh, Vitor Pereira was also one that was going to go to Everton. He ended up at Corinthians. Um, as a Portuguese manager, right? And you see you're highly coveted. You see all these people on the outside, like your names in the newspaper, your names in the press, right? And then your options are like, do I go to Brazil? Do I go to, you know, the Netherlands? Do I go to the Ukraine? Or do I go back to Portugal, right, where I'm going to get paid less? I'm going to have to deal with a shit ton of bullshit. I'm going to have to deal with a bunch of stupid press, media, bullshit stories, right? Like, And then you weigh all that up, right? Like, do I go make more in Saudi Arabia and live peacefully, no stress, or do I go back to the country where I'm from, get paid less, and basically get torn apart and dragged through the mud every single day? Do you not think that that weighs in their opinion as well? Or their decision? I think it does. So yeah, I left you guys speechless. <laughs> no, no, it, it's, it's true. Like Our media, our media is horrible. Our media it's is tough. completely trash, right? It's like uh, if you listen, if... If you waste a penny on Correa Mena, then then you're wasting too much of money, right? Like that, it's it's complete trash. So 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 I get it. I get that coaches probably don't want to deal with that kind of with the kind of pressure when and their families because they they go onto the street and everybody is there, like and and they talk to you, right? So like I and I so to me like the the media does have an effect on coaches wanting to come back, but like. You coming back to to Benfica team and making them champions? That's like, and your home country. That's like a, a big, big achievement, right? I don't disagree. So, um, I think. I, I, so I'll just say this. So I, I think. Um, look, I don't. I don't know what goes on in other countries either. They could be having the same media problems that we have as well, right? The same shit that goes on with us. I'm sure goes on in plenty of other countries. I think there is something to say to, to be like, I've coached as a Portuguese coach to be like, I coached one of the big three in Portugal. I think that's one thing. I think once you've done it, you've gone abroad. I think coming back, that's where I don't, I don't think you see that as much success when you come back doing it from the get go. I mean, you saw it with, with uh, Fernando Santos. I mean, it's just, it doesn't pan out once you've been there and you try to do it again. George another example I, I feel like your your either your ideas just don't stick or you, the style of play just doesn't it it's already old and and washed away. I don't know what it is, but like it just doesn't you don't strike gold twice like that. So I'm I I mean I don't know. It's it's a tough say. I don't know. Like I want to believe that this is probably a good move, but again, I I don't know what Schmidt's all about. I don't know what he's going to be able to bring. And he could be a complete failure. I, I I don't know. And there could be a safer bet, maybe someone who competes for the league and this guy doesn't come in and compete at all, right? Who knows? But I think we have to take chances. I think we've played it safe for quite some time now. Jarja Zuz was a safe bet too. Yep. And it wasn't a guarantee. And I think we need to – I think Rui Costa is willing to take a chance. I think he's willing, uh, clearly put his mandatu on the line with this one guy. Who knows? I mean, they. I'm sure they're I, doing the due diligence thing, and they know what they're doing. I mean, one we also want to hire a manager and not like put like Rui Costa has the project he wants. Correct. Right. right. He, like he has a project he wants to put in place and he wants to fulfill in his mandato. So like when he meets with all these managers, he's telling them this is what Benfica's plan is. This is what we want to do. Like we're not trying to fit like the manager. 
like a manager that doesn't want to do what we want to do into it. Right. Like if he's telling Schmidt, this is how we're going to run it. And this is what we want to do. And we're going to use this, the youth and sprinkle in some veterans and use our youth, youth players. And I mean, he, he has to all know all this beforehand. So he knows what he's getting into. And I mean, I mean, well, I mean, time will tell, but that that's I, I exactly think, I think going elsewhere is is that is that's a, that's exactly what I was about to say, right? Like we we had in I'm bringing back Vieira and Rui Costa's like a presidency, right? Um, so so when v, uh, Vieira came in and he had a project, he set a, a project in motion, which is to involve the the youth, um, and bring uh, the academy. He brought up this, he made the Seychelles what Seychelles is today. And uh, and basically that plan was was coming into basically coming the, the, it was penning out right like you 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 saw players coming out of the youth that like John Felix and Renato Sanchez and Cancelos and all that that could easily come into the 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 eighteen and pen out right so we we would grow the team the idea was to get it into Champions League and go far in Europe it was Europe was always the the ultimate goal right let's get the team to where we can go far in Europe right and compete. Right. We were at there. We were there. And the whole thing what fell, fell down the drain when we basically brought Jesus back. And that's my opinion. I'll stick to that. That's because because Jesus is a, a, a guy that you cannot just tell, hey, listen, this is our project. You're part of this project. Right. I don't want you to come up with a new project. And they basically because they wanted to get reelected to me is I'll let Jesus here you go. This is your team. Bring in whoever you want. And run this team the way you want, right? And it killed the whole the whole project that they had, the whole plan that they had to grind this team to Europe. Now they have to start from zero, and and that's what's killing us in the last few years. Is they have to start from zero. They legit have to come up with a new project and have pieces fall into place however they want to set up that project. And I don't know what Rui Costa has. Maybe in the elections is something that he, he should have talked about. He should have absolutely talked about what his plan is from now until 10 years from now, like if he was the president for 10 years, right? And and he didn't. And bringing this guy in is part of a plan that I don't know what it is. And I hope he has something planned, a project in place that this guy fits in perfectly too. Yeah, I think like Bill said, right, the goal here is to make sure that the manager fits Benfica's model and not the other way around. Benfica needs to fit into what the manager's model is, right? That's the whole part of a plan. So the hope is that, I mean, and and Schmidt has a track record of using youth, right? He's not been exposed to clubs that have, you know, just thrown buckets of money at him and he's able to just go buy developed players. Um, so he's have a track. He has a track record of that in his PSV team today. He's got some young guys um, that he's developed quite well. So time will tell. Hopefully the plan here is that, you know, there's going to be a mix of, of youth and a mix of experience. Like Rui Costa said in one of his recent interviews, um, I look at this as uh, Jurgen Klopp. I know we mentioned comparisons to Klopp and, and things like that. I think this is uh, Klopp used to say that Arsene Wenger liked uh, his teams were set up like opera and Jurgen Klopp liked rock and roll. Um, I think, I think Roger Schmidt will give us a, a, a sneak peek of, of a rock and roll type football, um, high press, high energy, um, you know, a lot of, of offensive movement. Um, so time will tell, I think that it's going to need some, uh, changes in the squad. I don't think that the players that we have today will all fit his style. Um, 
of course, that's got to be part of, of the discussions and who am I going to need? Who can I keep? Who should be part of it? Who's not going to be part of it? But again, time will tell. We'll find out sooner rather than later, hopefully, of, of who the, the next manager is going to be. Um, Red Baron says here, I agree with Oscar Lucifer to ruin the project because he thought he was going to lose the elections. I agree 100%. I think we all, that move was 100% an election um, decision. Um, let's see quickly through some of these comments before we do our previews for, for... as you go through that, how, how do you feel this sits with Verissimo? I mean, obviously there had to be a discussion with him as well. Like, Hey, yeah. And, and joining, you mentioned that in the comments of what, what happens with Verissimo. And, and again, I think that conversation will have been had when he was appointed, right? Like if right. X, Y, and Z happens, um, again, with some of the rumors or some of the intel that we have, the rumor was that if he finished second, that he potentially stayed um, nine points out with five games left. That's very unlikely, and it's most likely not going to happen. I think that it would have had the discussion of, okay, we're going to take you out of the B team, which completely unraveled the B team because we were top of the league, and now we just keep falling. It's like a free-for-all. Talk about a cliff. We got cliff in the fucking first division. We got cliff in the second division. It's an absolute nightmare. Oh, man, I was talking about cliff in two years. Do you think he goes back to the second? No, Tony, Tony's son has a contract till the end of this year. So could he go back? Yes, but I think it would be a step backwards for Verissimo, right? He's had two stints at the A team. I think his market is better, right? Rumor has it that he had offers from other first division teams in Portugal, but they told him to stay um, because he was potentially going to take over the A team. I think he'll end up at either another team in the first division because there's plenty of teams out there that keep just rotating their managers for some reason. Um, Or I think he'll end up somewhere abroad. I think his market is significantly better now having done what he did against Ajax second time around, he's got a little bit more exposure, a little bit more experience. And I wouldn't be surprised if Benfica also part of that discussion said, listen, we have, you know, we'll talk to these agents. We have connections here. We'll have connections there. We'll try to place you in a place that makes sense. Or he potentially stays on as an assistant coach. He knows the club. He knows the youth. Could he be uh, kind of that bridge, bridge the gap for a foreign manager? Potentially, right? He speaks English. He could help Schmidt. So weird. Um, that that would be weird. It is. It is. But again, he's a Benfica guy, right? So like, you don't know what his ambitions are either, right? Are his ambitions to to go outside? You don't know, right? Like, I guess it just depends on what would have been had in that conversation. But I am a hundred percent confident that I believe those conversations would have been had. Like, yeah. X scenario. Here's what we can help you with. Here's what we think can happen. Um, but I agree. It's it's an awkward situation because it's like here I am, second time around took over the torch in a shitty situation and I find myself again in a situation where it's like, I'm not staying. Oh, if, where do I go? If Felicimo Feliz, no. has any pride right now would have been like, yeah. you know, I take the car, cargo, I'm out because, because dude, yeah, it's, it's like, it's almost like you're getting a managerial position and then you're getting the motor back to be an assistant manager. Like that. I wouldn't want to stay with that company. I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like either I'm good enough. I'm not good enough. Right. I'm yeah. Like if, if, if I'm not going to be the head coach, I'm not going to be your, your, you know, your bridge yeah. to the new coach yep. that's coming in. Yeah. Fair. Fair. It, feels, it feels like Ivrissimo is not a Shalana. Shalana used to step in every single time and go back to this job. Shalana step in every single time and come Correct. back to this job. Like, Shalana never coached. The same thing with Mario Wilson, right? Whenever yeah. Benfica needed someone to bail them out, Mario Wilson always stepped in. But those guys are like guys that were always around the club. But Mario Wilson really actually coached us. He was our coach. He did. For, he did. So, but again, I, Nelson Ivrissimo, again, he's young, right? Depending on what his ambitions are, I, I would be surprised if he stayed. 
Um, but again, I'm fairly confident that they would have had that discussion already, um, regardless of what it ends up being. Um, Kevin says, well said, no matter what Rui Costa seems to have a plan, and Schmidt seems to be a guy who uses youth and he knows we got a good academy. I'm sure it was addressed that we want to use our youth. Um, yeah, Red, Baron says, Red Baron says he hopes that he stays on as an assistant. I hear from Lika was on the list. I heard that as well. Um, why can't he go back to the B team? He can. I just think it would be a step backwards, and I can't imagine that he would take going back to a B team after having the second time around coached. And this time around, he coached more than half the season. Um, for yeah, those that to, don't just, remember. Just, just, just to think, like, Verissimo now has this Benfica, coaching Benfica on Champions League, has coaching Benfica against, uh, you know, coaching Benfica. His resume has he coached Benfica for a year or whatever it was, the half a year. And in in Champions League, and he didn't get embarrassed. He brought us to the quarterfinals. Right? It took. It like, didn't get embarrassed. He was. He, he did. He did fine, right? So any team in Portugal besides Porto Sporting should be like, hey, Verissimo could be a good fit for us. I don't disagree. Yeah, and especially like depending on how the result goes on Wednesday, right? Like even if we go out, which is expected, but you know it's a good performance. It's a decent result, right? We don't walk away with our tail between our legs. Again, I think if anything, it just keeps adding value for him, and I think yeah. that his market becomes even more um, mm -hmm. credible. Um, Red Baron says, "For those that don't remember, Tony foi campeão e voltou uh, adjunto para entrar o treinador." That's true in the '90s. So um, again, but Tony já tinha idade. Um, era um tempo diferente, futebol é diferente. Um, uh, Red Baron says, "Vorismo ainda acaba no Braga." I wouldn't be surprised. Carvalhal, I believe, is out this at the end of the season. Um, so it's a possibility, and Where's I think it would be a, he hasn't announced it yet, but he did say at the end of the year that Probably he was gone sure. after the end of the season. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, SLB, yes, Verissimo is given a legitimate shot, just like Lodge, but he didn't pan out. Wish him the best. Um, I do think this comment from Red Brand is interesting because I think Braga would be a good stepping stone for Verissimo to be able to get exposure. Um, Braga's brought up a lot of youth guys. This season, Carvajal's done a hell of a job bringing in youth to the team this year. So I think it'd be a good an opportunity for him if it, if that chance is there for him. Um, we're already in stoppage time, so I want to make this quick, but I'm going to go around the table here. Oscar, give me in 60 seconds what your expectation is for Benfica, or Liverpool, Benfica at Anfield. I think it'll be a tough game. I think that Liverpool is not going to go press the gas 100%. I think it'll be more of the game they're going to come come in and kind of like, uh, you know, just write it out. And it'll be, it'll be, we'll lose, but I think it'll be like by 2-0 and not, not be embarrassed. Okay. Do you think that the physical uh, demands of this weekend's game against Manchester City play any part in, in what happens on Wednesday? I don't think so. I think, I think uh, they're going to be playing at home with their fans. Um, and and Befica is going already. I Befica is going to go to have to score goals, right? So what happens when Befica pushes up to score goals? Right? I think it's going to be one of those one of those things where where we concede and then basically let let let, let, let that game ride out. Shuania says, "What's the embarrassment threshold?" I think I think uh, this is like Chuck, Jay's argument of what's getting Chuck, smashed, no, <laughs> or what's Chuck, smashing. Nothing is embarrassing. Obviously, if you go if five plus, it's it's in Europe. Oof. You're getting embarrassed, right? Like that's that's what happened with Porto and Liverpool. That's what happened with City and Sporting. That's what happened with Ajax and Sporting. Chapter five, 
chapter cinco. So, uh, five. <laughs> so, so that as long as we don't concede five and keep it below that, I'm, I'm, right. I'm okay. And quickly before I pass it on, you're a man of history. You always talk about history. Benfica's got a good history against English teams. Yeah, when we Especially went home. in England. When we went at home. And we won at home against Liverpool, and they had to score there, and we we countered in and scored two more goals, right? Uh, Tottenham, we 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 won there because that team that we had, it was Jesus, and I give credit to Jesus, is probably the biggest team or the best team that I've ever seen Benfica play with, right? Um, and then Everton and all those teams, like I mean, we or Newcastle, that those are Newcastle. like uh, the, the teams I that I, love, I enjoy Benfica playing because they were just machines. All right. Billy, I'm going to pass it to you. Red Baron says, Estamos nas meias. Garantido. Dreams of Simão and Mikuli. Red Baron, fica aqui prometido. Se o Benfica passar às meias, mando-lhe duas camisolas do nosso cantinho benfiquista grátis para ti. Fica aqui prometido. Bill. Lembra-se. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with Oscar. I think this is going to be... I don't think we're going to see Liverpool at 100%. I don't think they're going to be all out. I think they're the game from this past weekend. I think they play City... This weekend again, right? They do for the cup. Yeah, so I, I think we could see Liverpool potentially rotate a little bit, but I mean their squad is is deep and they rotated a bit up front in the first in the first leg, and we all saw what happened. So I mean, it would have been, it would have been I, pretty I amazing it, if we win one zero there. Like just just leave the Champions League with a victory. But yeah, man, dreams. I, I, I think it's country. it's going to be a game where Liverpool is going to try to control the game. I don't think they're going to go all out but i think they're going to try to control the game and kind of push it um at times and see if they can um get a positive result but i, I think it's 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 not it's an uphill battle for me i think if we walk out of there with uh with a 2-1 or it could potentially be the same thing I, i think we do score but i think it's going to be like a 2-1 3-1 liverpool win i i just i don't see us being able to score multiple goals against against Liverpool. Okay. Joaninha here in the comments. I don't know if you guys noticed, but when Fica Porto is the game, they could win the title in the Porcimino lose. Joaninha, I read that earlier. I read that earlier in the news as well. But, I, but man, if Fica allows that to happen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. For this dude. Kenny. Well... You took too long to get to me because I was going to stun the world with my prediction. Oscar already said it. I do think we're going to win. I have nothing else to lose. I don't care. We're going to win, but it's not going to be enough. It's going to be 1-0 Benfica and um, not quite enough to get through. Okay, okay. That would have been, well, that would have been a, a very good result to get a, leave the Champions League. It would. It would. Um, but, again, we've seen crazier things. Um, the expectation is that we bow out which wouldn't be surprising to anyone. But again, uh, as much as I want to believe it, I'm just so the wind and I just can't convince myself that there isn't a glimmer of hope. I talked to Luis about it before the podcast. I was talking to him and I said, so the wind you know, I keep it to myself. So no one gives me shit about it, but here I am putting it out in public. Juaninha says we can dream. Yes, we can. Um, it doesn't cost us anything to dream. So anything can happen. Bola redonda. Hopefully the boys. So come what's out your prediction? Play. My prediction naturally is I think it's going to be like two zero. 
or maybe like for, another 3-1 for Liverpool. That's the expectation, right? But I just have this dream in the back of my mind and in my heart somewhere that, you know, who knows? Maybe another 2-0 in overtime. I mean, Darwin was practicing his bike. Darling. Darling. And then, you know, Everton oh likes to cut in. Dude. Score, you know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> The expectation is that we lose, and naturally, we're most likely going to lose. But nunca sab, and you know, I'm in the mood to give uh, two T-shirts to uh, Red Baron for free. Do not continue. So, like I said, we'll find out. Um, don't forget, we haven't hit the mark. And also, I'm going to call Bill out because he didn't follow us on Twitter. He just did. I legit open it up. Give it a go. Give it a go. He's yeah. part of it, and he doesn't even follow us on Twitter. Give it a go. Like us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. On we're Twitter. One closer. You're welcome. YouTube. Uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. And we're at 22,500 and change on Facebook. Uh, marching towards that 26 mark. The goal is to hit 30,000 by the end of the year. We're 10 minutes into stoppage time, which has been a common theme in the Portuguese League over the last couple of weeks. There's a lot of stoppage time recently. So we're right on course uh, you know, to keep it consistent. Tomorrow we'll be back with the Portuguese podcast, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Um, 9 p.m. Uh, local time in Lisbon with the other group of guys. As nice always, hat, thank you for yeah, nice hat, Oscar. Courtesy of Oscar Barroso. I should have worn mine. You should have. Shout out Haven, Doc and Marina. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, thank you for watching. There's a lot of uh, a lot of communication here. Red Baron, Juaninha, uh, Sobes, Kevin. Um, there's a lot in here. I, I, I can't keep scrolling through here. But thank you to everyone that's been watching. Thank you for, if you're listening or watching after the fact, we appreciate it. Um, we'll be back. Thank you for watching again. Have a good evening. Viva Benfica. And let's hope for a, a magnificent and epic victory on Wednesday. Thank you, Gentlemen. everybody. Pleasure. Have a good night. Good night, guys. Good night.